This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink Wise Series 8, Episode 14. It's Tuesday of this particular week. And on this particular Tuesday, it means it's day one of Andrew Dillon's reign as AFL Chief Executive Officer, Craig Hutchison, a man you know really, really well, Andrew Dillon. It was a great start to G'day, Damo. It was a first-class public performance yesterday, not only in the press comments, but I thought even better on Fox Footy last night if I was watching... And I was taking a keen interest in it because you're right, I do, I do like most people know him well. And most people in footy know him well. And, and uh, I wouldn't have thought that the media was going to be his absolute driver in his golf bag. But gee, we, he didn't surprise me. But He, he got better as the day we're on, didn't he? He did it, he did it, <laughs> did it beautifully. And, yep. and by last night, looked very composed in the chair already. It was a, as an impressive a first day as you could put together, I think. And on a historic week, because we'll have Tasmania tomorrow, you would think. And... The game is having a some sort of a week. There's been a whole lot of build up to a whole bunch of things, and I'll get through it in, in the end. In the end, in forty eight hours, lots of postscript to that. Just one to start with on Tassie, and I loved this. I found this on our Facebook uh, instant message during the week because, as you know, hang, Jane, hang, on, hang on, take me through that. Facebook instant well, message. Where has that worked? We've all had to jump in because Jane's been quite distracted by don't shoot well, the messenger. Actually, no, no, that is true. So you, well, you were manning the social. I platforms. had to in the end. Really, I've taken on the emails. <laughs> really? I've manned the socials. In the end, <laughs> Jane was responded to our listeners. <laughs> Jane, our producer, yep. went down to produce the "Don't Shoot the Messenger" event for Red Energy. It's at just the one podcast, Sorrento Writers yep. Festival, and turned it into a five-day event. So, in the end, I thought Jane was an author by the time she left. <laughs> so we, we've with, been with Caro and Corey, and, yeah. <laughs> and we love Jane, but we missed her. We've been doing our own production in the meantime. So my job is to try and fix the Facebook instant message because we're serving automated responses to is, people. Is there such a Which thing? is offensive. <laughs> so I thought I'd check on this in Jane's absence. Right. Like, so you, you've checked this yourself, have you? We're serving automated responses to people oh, we're, in Jane's we're not absence. doing that, are we? I'm a bit busy down at the Writers Festival. I'll get back to you oh. in a good time. I thought, I hope there's no one important that's in a message in. <laughs> and sure enough, there was. And sure enough, there was. So how's this? And by the way, look for the... the on, you know, when you send a note to someone, give them a, a quick little compliment and then move into the criticism quickly. <laughs> so for whoever you're about to read out yep. here by way of this correspondence, um, what email address did they use, Hutch? You're giving you a bit across this account well, it's, all week. It's, it's Facebook demo. You don't use an email address, you pickle. No, I think it's an email. No, it was, it was an instant message. So this was the instant message. Oh, right, okay. And, you know, you always start with love the show, but... <laughs> yeah. So this yeah. was their version. Damien. So first of all, it wasn't aimed at me, which no. I thought was good. Love the podcast, but... There's a little softener. Yeah, but... <laughs> I had to get in touch. Right. The reason the people spruiking the Tassie AFL team don't live in Tasmania is because they're all employed in the AFL ecosystem, and we don't have a team to have a proper stake in that ecosystem yet. Do you know why Tim Payne lived in Tasmania while he was the Australian Test Captain? Because he was able to. Not everyone wants to live in Melbourne, mate. Get out of your South Bank bubble. There's a great country outside it. Nick Street, Tasmania Minister for Sport and Recreation. Right. So there you go. So you've been hit right between the eyes by the Minister for Sport, well, who loves the podcast, but... but yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to offend Nick even more than I clearly already He's have. He's on, by the way. He's used the straw man argument on what I said last week. Nick Street, 
Tasmanian Minister Explain for Explain the straw man argument for people who don't know. Well, I, my, my point is not about what he's raised there. My point is that every single person spruiking Tasmania lives in Melbourne because there are greater opportunities here. I'm not putting Melbourne ahead of Tasmania in terms of... That's a, a hole in the bucket argument. If there was a venue in Tasmania, there's an ecosystem in Tasmania, people would want to be part of it. Okay, I'm going to now put people on watch on this, including Nick Street. Right. Including well, the street, including. I, right. I felt compelled to jump in and, and agree with him and respond. <laughs> well, how did you respond? I said, Nick, you make a very good point. <laughs> I've been on about today, my about this for a long time. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> Fair enough. <too. laughs> All right. What I will do, though, what I will do, let's put a watch on these people who have been um, espousing the virtues of Tassie in a significant way. And, and they are on watch now. All of them. All of you. All of you. Let's see how many go and establish themselves full-time and live in Tasmania when this operation kicks off. The other thing is when the announcement's done, you can watch for the journalists to try and link themselves to Tassie. So the inserters out there, they'll be hovering. They'll be, here's a photo of me back at the Tasmanian Hall of Fame with Peter Hudson 10 years ago. (laughs) Here's a time I went to Devonport and traced Richo's origins. All that's coming, Damo. It's going to be on for young and old in the media the next week as people try and link themselves. And how will the local journos, like the Brent Costellos of this world, deal with this influx of of, uh, notoriety requirements of people from the outside? Well, he's on the speaking tour now, isn't he, Brent? He's he's doing the rounds. He was a passive-aggressive retweeter last week, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and, and rightly so. He broke the story yep. of the timing announcement of Elbow and the 240 mil. You know what worries me here in the in the waters of Tasmania, yeah. in the media waters of Tasmania, yeah. there's been a lot of long-time boat rowers, right, <laughs> on the Tassie team. Name them. Name them. Well, you go back to your Tim Lanes, your Brent Costellos, your, your Stubbsy. Flanagan. Yeah, Stubbsy, Flanagan. Stubbsy. There's been a lot. The long-time boat rowers. Yeah. I'm putting, the re-well, I'm putting the re-wells re-well in there too. Now, I'm, rowers. I'm putting them both in. How are they, I'm putting Richo in. How are they going to go at sea, the long-time boat rowers, when the pirates from the mainland come over <laughs> to try and claim their stake in the Tassie team and, and start to cover it like their own? And not so much to put a stake, a claim in and a, and a flag in the ground, but to tell them how to do it. How to do it, yeah. Because yeah. only Melbourneians know yeah. how to do it, Hutchie, yeah. as you know. Yeah. I'll tell you, the first journalist from Australia that moves... That's tongue-in-cheek, Nick Street. The first yeah. journalist from the mainland, as Tasmanians would call it, yep. that moves to Tassie to cover the footy. Yep. They're going to get a hostile welcome, I think, from the boat rowers. But the boat rowers are going to be out in force. Now, the first one who goes might get the love. It might be the second, third, and fourth. And then the other thing, with, and we're only having a bit of fun with this, it, it's an amazing achievement by so many, including the task force, who've, who rowed against the waters on this for yeah, 10 they years. Did. They, they did. Hats off to everyone involved. James we're Henderson. Not making, James actually, Henderson's part of it. James Henderson's huge part of it. We're celebrating them, not making fun of them. But you watch, you watch the lap of honours over the next week. <laughs> Well, and I want you to tweet lap of honour if you see someone <laughs> yeah. who's been part of the boat rowers <laughs> and all of a sudden, we've done it. <laughs> the boat yeah. rowers. Oh, and, so, so, and they deserve it, by the way. We're having a bit of fun. Who, who would be the first person to go and base him or herself down there as part of this project? Tim Lane would be very well, hard to beat, wouldn't he? Well, He's he... been an unbelievable advocate. But he hasn't lived in Tassie for 30 plus years, I wouldn't have thought, Hutchie. Probably more. He's been 40. able to get more Tassie into more stories in 30 years than anybody. I, I, hats off to the, I'm, I'm only I'm celebrating it at the same time as having a little bit of fun along the way. Hey, we've talked about Damo, by the way, the PR payoff in news stories. Yep. We've discussed this. I'm going to go straight. I know you've got bigger fish to fry, but I'm going straight. No, no, this, this, I like this because I've said now for 18 months, you have been in career best sounding board form. And I, I walked in here today and, and Jane unbelievably was here one minute before the show started um, today, Hutchie. And I saw you with her. I saw you with her and you were actually doing what you used to do at the footy show and you were 
compiling well, some audio, which I'm not aware of and I know you're about to bring to the table. The PR payoff sometimes can go a little bit awry for the subject of the PR payoff. And when you are being when you are involved in the PR payoff as the 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 subject trying to get their cause promoted, yeah. you've got to avoid, I think, saying anything too far outside that kind of playing field that can draw you into another topic. Let's cut to the chase, Archie. You're talking too cryptically. Who are you referring to and what have they said? Run the Town was a big charity event on the weekend in Melbourne. Yep. Sensational cause. Good publicity. Yeah, mental health, magnificent, uh, wonderful cause. Stephen Baker from St Kilda. Was, Sorry he was involved. Yeah. yeah, was an advocate for it and one of the organisers and from a kind-hearted spot was out there doing the right thing. And so he's answered the phone call. Listen, it's Channel 7 here. It's Andrew McCormick. I wouldn't mind talking to you about the run for 10. Oh, no problem. Love to come and talk to you about running the 10. Seems like a pretty innocuous way to promote my cause. The, the Channel 7 News <laughs> led with Nick Dacos... Has been there been there's been urgings for people to go harder at Nick Dacos. <laughs> well, well, that was a storyline of the week after yep. what Nick Dacos had done in Story the previous the match. So on Anzac Day, Channel Seven. Let's go and get Stephen Baker and ask him how he how he'd play stop Dacos. Stop or yeah. attempt to stop Nick. Oh, Dacos. he's not going to talk. Yeah, he will. There's a charity event on. He's on the name <laughs> of the PR release here. I'm going to go and speak to him today. He's run the tan T-shirt on. This is how the story started on the Seven News. Nick Dacos can count himself lucky. He wasn't born 15 years earlier. I'd love to wind back the clock and uh, have, a, have a crack at him to do all the dirty tactics, which I uh, probably wouldn't get away with these these days, the uh, sharpening of the stops and standing on the feet and that kind of thing. But um, What was your yeah. favourite? What was your go-to move? Uh, well, I think Stevie J and Hayden Ballantyne talk about the, the punch on the back of the arm. So, you know, give them that, give them that dead arm, you know, four or 500 punches in the same spot all day, which, you know, numbs the arm so they can't sort of... Uh, Hold the ball. Four or five hundred times in the back of the arm. <laughs> Just what the AFL put, wants to promote yeah. these days. Yeah. He's, so he sat down to do a great thing with Channel 7 to promote a fantastic run around the tan. I'm going to do him a social good. And he sits down with his family to watch the news. And there he is talking about belting 500 times in the back of the arm. <laughs> to numb it. Just to numb he it. He said, well, that's not what I sat down for. I sat down to talk about run for the tan. And all of a sudden, I'm the, the thug who's going to hit Nick Dacos. People outraged on the Collingwood fan sites. How dare he say he did that to Dacos. It all turned south on him. And then you get to the end of the story, and here's the little PR payoff. Baker is not all the footy villain. He's leading the charge for this Sunday's Run the Tan to raise money for charity. And it's uh, to support those suffering from men- mental health issues. So great mate of mine, great mate of mine, Warney. You know, he was a supporter of the cause. Andrew McCormack, Seven News. <laughs> well, actually, I would argue that's a couple of things. Really good journalism in, in 2023. Yeah. You get access to someone who's going to say something, and you know it. I would say it's smart business by Stevie Baker too, and he is a businessman. He knows how it works. He knows that if he's going to promote the tan cause, that he needs he to, to give also a bit of juice in the story. He needs to know there's a reason. He's not on Channel Seven Sports News <laughs> without going down that four or 500 path. Exactly. And actually, how many times conservatively you saying, would you have done that same type of journalism? Honestly? A thousand. A thousand. Yes. Are you saying that he was in on it? Of course he was. You, you reckon they said, look, we can give this a run, Stevie, but you're going to need to fire up on the way you used to whack people. Oh, yeah, I'm happy to play along. Or do you think he oh, Hutchie, just got sprung on that? I interview? reckon he might have actually rung Andrew McCormack and said, hey, listen, I've gone promoting this cause. <laughs> I can go hard on Nick Dacos for if you want, but just give me some love at the end. <laughs> I saw it on a tick, one of the fan TikTok accounts. There was an outrage. How thuggery in 2023. How dare this be promoted on the news? I thought, why would he have done this? And then I see the T-shirt. I think, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. There's the PR payoff at the end. <laughs> um, we, we don't like to talk too deeply about the specific footy matters, but when it, as we did say off the top, Hutchie, it is a significant week for the AFL on a few fronts. And let's just go back to the Andrew Dillon specific. Um, I can... 
Look, as you said before, a lot of people who've been in footy for a while know him really, really well. Degrees of knowing well, but but know well. He's as sound an appointment as they could have made, I, I feel. And and people say, yeah, of course I'm going to say that because I work for, you know, partially for what he does under that organisation. But I don't have work with him daily, and I won't, and I'll choose not to. But I reckon his CV stacks up as well as anyone's ever. Which is what, why it's been... A little perplexing to the outside world why it took over a year. And clearly the commission weren't uh, entirely sold along the way. Otherwise, they would have anointed this a long time ago, wouldn't they? And Yeah, that's true. I suspect in hindsight, if he'd been COO for a period of time, it would have been much easier. But because it was a flat structure on the guild for such a long time, it made it a little bit harder to anoint a successor in the end. But all's well, it ends well. Caroline Wilson was very critical of Richard Goiter last night on Footy Classified. Personally, I think that's very unreasonable. What's your view? On what basis was she critical? The, the delay? Didn't think he handled yesterday well. The press yesterday? Conference. Yeah. I thought he handled it really well. I think well. he handled yesterday yeah. well. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think there are question marks and I think they're valid uh, questions about, about what happened yep. in the previous 13 months so you, and who he may have wanted to have fill the role. And that was Kylie Watson Will. And I've heard nothing to suggest that's yep. not the case. You shared a hub in 2020 famously with Brendan Gale from Richmond and the Richmond Footy Club. And the AFL and, 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 and AFL. other other people from other clubs, yeah. That was the first year of COVID. You yeah. hear these Chinese whispers of that time and what happened and Richmond's behaviour and all these things that bob up. I'm, I wasn't there. I have no idea. Yep. Are they real things or are they mythical things? Well, I don't think it's got anything to do with me being in a hub at that point in time when, some, there. when some players had some behaviour that was very, very publicly covered. Um, we're talking about brawls in in, uh, in parts of surface paradise when there were meant to be lockdowns. We, we, no, we know about that. What happened yeah. in the hub though? Like what, why is there, an, what's the perceived knock on Brendan? Or oh, what's I, don't there think, one? I don't think anything happened in the hub. It was just that these things happened while AFL people in the hub and, and yep. Brendan was in there as well. Absolutely. Factually, he was in there. Yeah. Now look, look what I will talk about, I, I feel, and, and this is my opinion as much as anything, I didn't glean anything from that aspect of it, Hutchie, when I was in there, but Brendan was seen in the eyes of some people at the, uh, in in football, that's in entire industry, as as allowing and tolerating this behaviour. Now he will validate that behaviour of his players because they won the flag that year, if you recall. And and at one stage of that season, they were outside the eight after about round nine or ten or whatever it was. So everything became validated. But the, I mean, there was issues with the coach. There were issues with senior players requesting certain things. And, and this is all played out. I, I've covered all this. Yeah, the, the captain time. Trent Cotchin. Yeah, yeah, Captain Trent Cotchin in one thing, and the captain's wife at one stage became, unfortunately for her, a, a part of the narrative around this this hubris of hubris of, of Richmond Footy Club, um, and and the arrogance with which they entered Queensland and felt they could carry themselves. Now, I won't back away from my opinions that I said at the time on that, all that, but I think you're raising it. Did it have a link on Brendan Gale not getting the CEO role? Is yeah. that where you're coming from? It from? I reckon he started from a fair way back in that space. And that's for others to say yay or nay on that, but that would be my view. What I will say, I believe he got down to the, the last cut of um, applicants. And I know that at that stage, they were put through a three-hour psych, psychological testing that, that I don't think anyone in, the, in, in sport had ever seen before. So if you emerge from that, as Andrew Dillon clearly did, as Brendan Gale did to get to that point, you know, you, you deserved it. So, yeah, I, I mean... I, I do think he was behind I, the eight ball. I, think, I, I don't think it was a reason he didn't get the job. Yep. And I think Kylie Watson Wheeler's stock rose significantly through that. On, on that process? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I the, agree with that too. Where to from here? So they're going to run a process on the head of 40 in a much bigger media role. For me. Do they need a process? Just get Brendan Gale in. They don't need one. Yeah. 
if he wants the job, it's his job. Yeah, Brendan Gale. I would agree. He would be perfect for that job. It needs to be a beefed up football yep. role, not just football. Yep. It'll be head of football. I'd include Tasmania in the remit because it makes strategic sense. He knows that state very well and yep. he's very passionate about it. I would include other areas of the business other than just football in his remit. He can build that out into three or four areas. You've got to be careful how much you give him because you want no, him you to don't. be real. Yes, you do. He, he, in essence, would become like the COO of the business. Well, would he, would he become a bit like Ian Collins in, in previous regions? Well, I think the, the role is a little closer to what Gil did for Andrew Dimitrio than what um, than what anyone did Gil for was him. never head of footy, though, was he? No, but no. I would include footy in the remit. Yeah. And you can do that. Andrew Dillon had footy in his remit, you'll recall. But he wasn't public, as in he wasn't a public figure of footy. And, he he but, chose not to but be. But Brendan can and should be the face of the game. I agree with that. And the way it's played. Yeah. I think process can, can strangle organisations, Archie. I reckon if, you, if, you, if they're going to actually go through a process and, and ask people to apply, okay, do all yep. that. But, but you're allowed to, from the outset, identify who you want and just go and get that person, yep. surely. Surely. And, and no one would be better equipped. If, if I just said before Andrew Dillon's CV for a CEO of the AFL was was un, un, um, unparalleled, well, equally, to your point, you flagged it, and, and I agree with you, Brendan Gales for the footy role is unparalleled. No doubt. By the way, can we can we go to the recruiting firm? They're the Brownlow Middleston all this. Yeah, can we go to them for a sec? Go to every recruiting Re- firm. Recruiting firms have always fascinated me. High margin businesses yep. make a fortune. Yep. I say that with great praise them. They're smarter than the rest of us. You, know, you wouldn't use one. I can't imagine you I've doing. had to at times through gritted teeth. Have you? Yep. See, I would have thought you just handpick. Gritted teeth. Okay. Good governance suggests you have to in some areas and you should in others where you're less knowledgeable. But, I, you know, they're a gritted teeth purchase for me, <laughs> to be fair. I've got a lot of mates who are recruiting, but I would say the same thing to them. Talk I, me through that first that whiteboard. Was, I would have thought that was an over my dead body, but gritted teeth you give the me. The first yeah. whiteboard, Damo. Yep. Let's go to the meeting at, at the ex-recruiting firm in London. Yeah. Everyone in? Right, we've got a whiteboard here. Well, the first thing you do is you negotiate your uh, your wage. So, so what, what are you after, Mr. Recruiting well, Firm? No, here we go. Hey, guys, we've got... Am I, am I the AFL here? We've got to respond in 24 hours. It's hang, good. hang on, you're the CEO of the recruiting firm. I'm the CEO of the right, recruiting I'll, firm. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be CEO of the, of the AFL then, will I? Or, 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 seek, or the, the person of the AFL seeking the new... No, you're my 2IC of the recruiting firm. You oh, just walked in. I'm just behind you. Hey, guys, girls, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, sit down. It's good news and bad news. You ask me the questions. Oh, what's the good news? The good news is I've made a few calls. I've leveraged a few people with a couple of side deals at the top. It looks like we are about to be appointed as the official recruiting company, <laughs> global search for the new AFL CEO's role. And the monthly retainer or the hourly rate, I'll go back to them in 24 hours, is strong. It's a good one. That's the good news. So we're about to get the gig. Everyone, round of applause. So it'll get to, it'll get to a million bucks in total if we play it out over 30 no, no, months. No, 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 no. Just ask me the next question. Oh, so next the good question. news is we're about to get the gig. Right. Um, what's the bad news? What's the bad news, Mr. CEO? Bad news is we reckon it's the bloke next to him that's going to get the job. And we can't in good conscience recommend against it. Has anyone got any ideas how yeah, we string yeah. this out for a year? As, as, <laughs> as you're too, I see I do. Yep. We need to get a couple of people thrown out in the mix. We'll wing some media friends. Right, yep. That's a good one. Let me write that down. There's outside of AFL headquarters interest in this, yep, in this job. Love right? it. Okay. We need a couple of fictitious global candidates. Yes. Anyone got any ideas? <laughs> Right, who can we see it in the process? Yeah, we'll, we'll get that bloke from the Grand Prix. Yes, he's, he's done a no, really good job. Yep, because that's an international sport. Right now, we we'll get gonna... a president of a footy club, um, Kylie Watson Wheeler. Fantastic, she'd be sensational. <laughs> Very well renowned around the world. We're going to need to leak against this. We're going. The other thing we're going to need late leak against that late. 
I think we're going to need, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to need to divide this commission because if we can, if they agree quick, we're cooked here. Does anyone know anyone who can suggest some other candidates to them? Yeah. Well, we need Brendan Gale's name in there as well for the whole race, okay? So second only to lawyers in the... If, if invoicing was an Olympic sport, there wouldn't be a law, the lawyers that win gold, silver, and bronze, but the recruiters may be nipping at their heels. I reckon <laughs> they might have covered actually. Fancy being able to get paid for a year on that, unbelievable. <laughs> Plus, I reckon they'd be taking a share of the ongoing wage, right? Well, that's what often is the case. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually. Hey, a, listen, yeah. listen, all the recruiting firms. I'm having a bit of fun. No, you're not. I love no, recruiting. No, no, no. Don't do what Nick Street did and do the little bit off the off the top. Hey, love the podcast. Damo, it's satire. We're in a podcast environment. It's a bit of satire, don't we? <laughs> no, well, you're getting worried about it. I'm not. Oh, what we just said there is exactly what we both think of, of recruiters. No, it's not true. It's, no, well, I do. I think recruit, <laughs> recruit in our business, recruiting firms have played a fantastic role at oh, times along the journey. Listen to this. <laughs> On this one, I reckon they've done it particularly well, though. <laughs> um, anything else you, you want to hear say? that Stevie Wright joke? Oh, you probably, oh, I can't. Do go, this. go for it. I like it when you when you can't remember. The United Nations spent, you know, whatever it was, fifteen years investigating who started the pyramids, and they bought in a consulting firm, and they went through hundreds of millions of dollars, and they came back in the end and said they were pretty sure it was a bloke named Eric. <laughs> that was the catch. <laughs> that was the payoff on the joke. Anyway, it felt a bit like the bloke named Eric this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, a couple of things, Archie. Let, let's bounce uh, around them again yep. in no particular order here. We talked last week of people wearing hoodies under suit jackets, and that person was uh, the man that's fascinating. PBO, we owe him an apology too. Do we? Yes. Our Twitter feed but Peter Van Onselen. Our Twitter feed blew up on I the back of PBO. Well, you were manning the Twitter machines, weren't you, during the week? Well, and, yeah, and, I had to take that Facebook off. instant messages By the way, if you, the, whatever else you said you were doing before. If you ring reception and ask for Jane, you'll get my voice now at the front <laughs> desk. That's how the power shift has happened around here. But um, <laughs> You might need a recruitment firm to find a new producer for we, the show. We may. <laughs> We've Sorrento. got a good one in the studio right now, Archie. <laughs> I didn't know the Sorrento Writers Festival was right the week off festival. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait. Actually, you know, you know, she stayed with Caro. Like she actually stayed oh, no. Oh, no. with Caro. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that, do you? Yeah, got yeah. made you know, yeah. scones and breakfast yeah. and coffee from Brendan and all I think that. Brendan made a cup yes. of tea. Yeah. Yep, got the spare room. I got the pillows puffed. And she liked it, liked the decor. I've been told. Yeah, Second hand. No, that's yeah. it. Went through the family photos. Oh yeah, no, we know. We were here just belly along, we're, returning the tweets. We're lucky to get Jane ninety seconds before this show yeah. starts every week. Yeah, no, she brings <laughs> flowers in for Corrie and Caro. <laughs> we didn't even get a pen. <laughs> Uh, now, PVO last week, he, he was wearing a, Ra- a Waystar Royco hoodie. We didn't pick up on we this. We missed it. Now we missed this. Which we should have got From this. Succession, one of our favourite yeah. shows. So the audience took a, white, took a real... Uh, they thought it was stupid. Axe and, and, we were, us. and we were. Because we didn't, we didn't look down the, the hoodie. I just saw the cords on the hoodie yep. underneath a jacket. I didn't look at the logo. We got hammered on this. And, and we deserved to get we hammered. We deserved to get hammered. Because there there's a line there that we missed. We deserved to get hammered, Domo. Yep. Hey, we had a few queries about the. Just on that, I, I haven't I haven't caught up with Succession in this latest series yet, and, and please don't blow the storyline for me. Are you, you are you up to speed? Yes. Right. I need to watch it. Whatever you do out there, don't send Domo in his Twitter feed. Don't don't. What happens? Please don't. Right. Don't send it to him. <laughs> well, it sounds like if you send it to the uh, Seattle board three... handles, I won't see it. That'll just be blocked. There's three or four hundred people out there who have been blocked by Domo. If you want to get the three four hundred. Ultimate <laughs> up to five thousand, aren't you? <laughs> if you want to get the ultimate revenge on Demo, D- find a way to send Jane. Him. We're going to cut this bit <laughs> out later on. <laughs> what happens? Find a way. I swear that uh, is if, the ultimate uh, act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we talk about? You will be blocked. 
is, has the podcast become the new enabler of the clickbait, do you think? We talked a little bit about this. Oh, last absolutely. Week. I mean, without podcasts, the Herald Sun wouldn't be able to write anything, would they, these days? Because they don't, no one talks to them. The Wayne Carey podcast, which has started, I haven't actually heard it to be fair, but I have consumed it on TikTok. On what I would say about whoever's making it with. What have you done this week? You've manned our social media platforms and you've no, consumed consu- Wayne Carey's program on TikTok. A lot of my news on TikTok now ahead of Twitter. <laughs> it's become my number one source of news. That's a fairly unreliable way of finding news. No, it? it's perfect when you've got 10, 15, 20 seconds to consume something. It's great. And you get to get to get the volume of news you can consume on TikTok, I think, is it better than Twitter now, personally. You've become like my son, who just thinks he knows everything about everyone on the back of a 10-second TikTok. Yeah. It's amazing how kid knowledgeable kids are because of that. But they don't know anything. It's very hard to beat your, <laughs> ch- very hard to beat your child to a news story of anything in sport or something that might interest them because of their... Their, but, but you've become their algorithms become are better than yours. Person. Yeah, I have. I, I consume on, so I consume the the Wayne Carey content on TikTok because it's well distributed on TikTok. I think the way it's um, curated is really good. The Truth Hurts, I think, is the yep. name of the. And podcast. so I've seen the clips, and you can tell just from watching the clips, and they had Dennis Pagan on as a guest that it's going to clickbait in newspapers. And lo and behold, it really has. It yep. really has. So it's the volume of content coming out of that podcast. Is feeding the heraldsun.com.au platform. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's yeah. an interesting relationship that like the, paper, the papers now almost rely upon those that have been a little, for whatever reason, publicly shunned to go and start their own podcast to generate the content they need to keep the feeding the beast. Absolutely. And I do wonder, and I've, I've talked about this, I do wonder out loud whether there's that subscription model and the, the revenue share opportunity that might come with publisher who is notable, i.e. Wayne, and a, and a dot com that relies upon revenue. It's not cheap stations, but I do. And what are you saying? We'll just back over that. Well, okay. Say Wayne Carey had done that podcast for the Herald Sun. Yep. Right. Say he had said, "Listen, I'm going to do a podcast because I want to have it in my voice. I feel like everyone else has had their say about me. It's now going to be about me. It's going to be independently produced by me, and you. But it'll be it'll be housed on or near your platform." And I reckon it will drive clickbait for you, and I reckon it will drive subscription for you, and I want a share of the subs that I help create. Right. And yep. I know you can track that in your end, so yep. let's talk about what that share looks like. I just think those deals are kind of not far off, right? But then there's – there's and, and Wayne would know this, Hutchie. It's why he's not working in mainstream media right now. There's connotations attached to to having your brand aligned with Wayne Carey, and, and that's a conversation that we've had many times on this program. It's, so it's that, what Wayne himself spoke about it. Yeah, so they want the content that, that he creates – to generate, no, this is a better deal. They, subscription, they, but well, they want no part of. They want. They want. They, they don't own. want a, a link to it. Yeah, yeah. they want. They yeah, it's their, easier to do it this way. They They want it in yeah. there. Hey, because we, they morally judge people who you know who do have arrangements. I've been doing a bit of work on the on the Verity scores. Have you? Mm. I have too, actually. What have you got? Well, I've got, I've got something extraordinary to bring to the table on Verity. Do you want to go first? Well, I'm intrigued on this because you often shut me down when I try and talk about this stuff. Are we going to talk about the, the, the new column called The Source? Well, you can, you can start there and I'll give you my, my nugget. Is that, is that where you want to come from? No. Well, there's a, there's this a, there's is a new... direct uh, a rib on you, the name The Source of the column. Do you think they've gone? 
I never it, thought it. It would be a talking point no. around the office that you often talk about the well-placed sources. And then they go on and created a column. Yeah, yeah, yeah and a perfect called column. Called the source. The source, which doesn't have a source in it. It is totally anonymous. I forced myself to click on that. I felt dirty. I felt grubby. I felt less of myself when I did. <laughs> this is aimed I, at you. I saw it, the source. Now, what is this going to be? So I, I clicked column on it. After you. And it's a hodgepodge of just random assortments of, of anything that, that they all think may click under the there is not There is not one source in it. That's, a, that's, the, that's the irony in it, Hutchie. Well, there's not one person named. There's not one person named. It is totally anonymous, which, as you know, Hutchie, once it's anonymous, you can you can make up whatever quote you think you want, comma, an insider said. Yeah. So you think this is a direct attack on you? No, no, you're saying that. No, I'm, I'm just highlighting. Was in the, well, it's only just started, isn't it, the source? Uh, well, I think it started last week, didn't so it? So what have been some of the stories we've seen in the source? Uh, you know what? It is so, I'm going to say it. No, I won't use that word. I don't like using. It is so rubbish, Hutchie. I can't remember. I think there was a there was a clickbait on Campbell Brown or something at one stage. And you and I know Brownie really well. It was so, something he might have said. He clicks something. well. Yeah, Campbell. He's become yeah. click friendly, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you know the, the reason I brought this up is we know that among the leading um, female entrepreneurs in Melbourne, that they, they they click the clickbait is very strong. Rebecca Jard and Nadia Bartel. They've always and yep. they've built amazing massive businesses. massive business yep. people. Yep. On the on the male side of things, do you know who's the unlikely clickbaitist? Do you know who's the Nick Dacos of clickbait in Melbourne? He's gone from being he's emerged on the click scene, Kane Corns, to being arguably, I think, number one verity in Melbourne, the clickbait king, Kane Corns. No, there's someone that outclicks him enormously. Who, who's that? And we've been making fun of it, but I actually hadn't stopped and thought about it. And I investigated, I've interrogated, I've gone into my well-placed sources demo. I've looked into the Verity system. <laughs> are they impeccably placed? You know, on the male perspective, ranks near one. On, is, is this on the Herald Sun Verity score, you're yes. about to reveal number one? Yep. This is big. And I want you to tell me why. I will tell me who it is. Tom Brown. Number one? He's not number no, 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 not not the list that I've been given. I am telling you, he is the Nick Dacos of Melbourne clickbait. <laughs> no, no. He's he's emerged no, out you, of nowhere. You'll go right there for a moment, but you've Demo. Never, you're now just making stuff up. Look like at, like, like other people look do. Look at me. Look at me. I am telling you, Tom Brown, in reasons that no one can really understand, <laughs> Verity's off the Richter scale at the Herald Sun. I'm just trying to find something. Why is that? What is the fascination? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't think he is Hachi, for starters. I'm telling you, he's. Well, I'm telling you, he's you not. You watch how often he gets covered in the Herald Sun. Well, it's he, unbelievable. In fact, he drives. He subs. gives himself a reason to be covered half the time. I don't reckon he does. What? What does he? You, you know, you know that on on this source, and I've been told this that, that on this source arrangement in, under this Herald Sun new column, that they can still trace back what does click most, and that person without a byline on that particular item still gets paid. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes, that's something. Is that well, dangerous? I'm telling you. Tom has built himself into such a brand that he verities. Mm. He does. Oh, I, no, there's no doubt he verities. Yeah, it's fascinating. Well, yeah. I, but but I, not not at number one level. That, one. That's it. Your big dogs. One. Your big dog. He's not number one. He's gone past them all. Did you see? There was an article just on this topic during the week. There were some amazing quotes given in an article that that had no attributions, and I'm just trying to find it. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Yeah, multiple club sources. Um, and then there's another a club executive said. Does anyone talk to him anymore, Hutchie? Herald Sun? Yep. Yeah, they do. Don't, oh, on don't the be rude. No, no. Just, don't, just maintain some dignity. Don't oh, need to be rude. <laughs> they do. They play a, a very important part in the social zeitgeist oh. of the town. Now, I've got another one for you. Um, 
better. Now, I've been warning you about this for some time. The arrangement that News Limited, where, where they moralise and, and, and tell us how we should live our lives and, and, and complain about certain betting arrangements, but then become a bookmaker themselves on better. Um, well, not themselves. They own 50% of all 40 they They become a bookmaker, Hutchie, yep. even though, even though they, they're happy to write stories that, that about gambling addiction and other people who have betting arrangements, even though their own products are sponsored. That relationship is teetering. What do you mean? With better and news. How so? It's teetering. It's, What's teetering mean? It's, it's, it's in a, how we say, a, um, it's been a very, very interesting stage of its life. What does that mean though? It means that it's not good behind the scenes. Okay. Why? I think you'll find there's disagreement on how it's been and has been run with Matt Tripp being involved, who, who is the guru when it comes to wagering. He is. Yep. I don't, and, and I always felt, this is just from the outside looking in, that once he was involved with an organisation like News Limited, his creativity might have been stymied somewhat. I think he's uh, or he's close with Lachlan and they've got a good relationship and more respected by each party. So I can't imagine that's, that's right. I did see, I read that the Peter Bundan and the other director had stood down earlier in the year, but I don't know what that means. Well, that's, that's not, I didn't even catch. What's happened there? Peter Bundan stood down. That's not a good sign then. No, I think he and the other news director, didn't they stand off the board earlier in the year? I think they did. Okay. The, um, what I, I did notice that it didn't, it seems to be, given that, well, I, I have no insight on this. By you, the way, a, a really good source told me that about Betar and the News Limited that I'm not going to name. Okay. It's just an impeccable source. It does seem that they have in... There are other bookies a little bit more present in the paper than they were, say, six or 12 months ago, but I don't know what that means. I know there's a, a, a fixed commitment. Hang on. You've just triggered a thought in my head. You are right, and I've got to this point now. There were, there were 16 pages of, a, of the TOB. But I, I don't it, know if it's a legacy deal or a new one. Well, hang on. If, you, if you're running, if you, if you are a bookmaker, which News Limited chose yep. to be with this better arrangement, why would you then run a 16-page super form with TOB? as its main sponsor on this particular list out on the weekend, just gone. Well, they've got a fixed, it's on the public record. They've got a fixed commitment from better for a long period of time. I think it's also on the public record that they weren't going to stop taking other bookmakers advertising. So, but that did seem to be quite a, um, an, a lengthy commitment to another brand on the weekend. I've just found the information in my phone from the person I was referring to before. Um, and there was an issue, Hutchie, with uh, points bet that they were hoping to, to get involved with points bet. That's not happening. And as such, the whole project is in jeopardy. No, I wouldn't put that. That's just according what to my I, people. I don't know anything about what you're talking about other than I would say this. I would never, ever, ever underestimate Matt Tripp. He is as good as it gets. No, no, no. no I'm not underestimating Matt Tripp here, Hutchie. No, no, this, is, this conversation and I don't know is not underestimating Matt Tripp. It's actually actually explaining to our listeners that Matt Tripp is the genius and brains behind it. And I don't know of many times that news has gone into something aggressively and not made it work. Maybe what's the last time MySpace probably I was going to say MySpace didn't yeah. go all that well, did it? Yep. Yeah. And maybe yeah. the Super League in Rugby League, Yeah, Hutchie, but the, rec the record around maybe, the Maybe, what was that other thing? Was that one tell? Oh, Hutchie, I think there's about a dozen things that have blown up money. Yeah, I, I wouldn't and, be... Uh, Anyway, getting caught in look, it'll be better for them when they come out of that wagering space because then they can moralise again about the evils no, of gambling. You don't need to be. No, they can, they can moralise it without being a bookmaker. Yeah. You don't need to get so worked hey, up. Hey, um, <laughs> Anthony you Albanese. You need to do. You need to go down and spend some time at the Sorrento Riders Festival. <laughs> get away from things. Well, there's no beds the down there. Get puff for you <laughs> and relax a bit. <laughs>
I reckon that I'd come back worse. I'll I'd, handle you. I'd come back more skeptical and cynical, cynical after going I'll, to the Serrano I'll handle your social feed while you're away. I'll be happy to jump in and do the automated messaging. <laughs> hey, what did you make of um, Anthony Albanese attending uh, Kyle, your man, Kyle Sanderlands's wedding? Kyle Sanderlands once famously gave you a good. Clip on on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you describe? You're some two bob Aussie journo trying to bring me down or something. Yeah, that no, was a while back. Yeah. What did I think of it? This is a great question. I, I'm wondering whether you're going to these areas. Well, for starters, I think this. It he was a bit damned if he didn't, damned if he didn't when he got the invitation. I think, and to his credit, he did what he thought he wanted to do, which is go to the wedding. Kyle's influence in Sydney is enormous. And much like most things that happen in Sydney, anyone that doesn't spend time there or live, it doesn't get it. Kyle's a big deal in Sydney. Right, wrong, or indifferent, he's a big deal. He's, he's one of the biggest there's ever been in media, ever. El- Elbow is a Sydney resident and clearly has got to know him along the journey. Hmm. And if he didn't go to the wedding, why not? How well, come? Well, Kyle would spray him. Ultimately, he he's a pol- politician, which is a pub, which is about being about being uh, having an influential year, being liked, respected, and having a media voice behind you. And uh, yeah, I'm sure he probably gets along with uh, Elbow's got a bit of rugby league rascal about him as well. So I'm sure they get along really well. Can you cut to the chase, Archie? But then, but then there would have been with Cole Sandilands's well documented views on many things, which yeah, then there's which, the woke, which which usually trigger a lot of people the for, for the society. for the rightful reasons in in the triggering, as in he says disgraceful things about a lot of people and a lot of facets well, we of have, society. Well, not disgraceful, Archie. I'm not here to defend him. He has said things along the way that that he himself admits he shouldn't have said and, and never should have said. But we'll happily say them tomorrow because he knows it. But does that has mean you, does that mean you, you cease a friendship with someone? Well, think? on certain people's judgments of friendships, yeah, yep. because the people you do okay. associate with is a reflection on you, and and that's what other people. So I didn't say. know there was a. I thought you asked my opinion, not that I was getting the answer wrong here. Sorry. So there's clearly a right answer. No, you were rambling and you were dancing the, around it. The right answer is he shouldn't have gone. Is that what you're saying? No, no, I don't think there's a right an- or wrong answer at all. Yeah, but you, you no, me, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Many me come I'm from ca- a conservative side of things. I'm coming at it from many me, your man. brother who advises. I'm coming Peter at Dutton. it from if 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 compare that to Peter Dutton's appearance in the last well, six months. Okay. Like your brother or can you imagine the outcry if Peter Dutton went to Anthony Albanese's? Uh, sorry, went to Cole oh, Sandler's. So this wedding. is what we're talking about. We're talking about you defending your brother. No, 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 Dutton no. Coverage. Actually, I knew you, there was you, a story behind all this somewhere. I'll get to what I wanted to say about this. If you actually, well, you're rambling, Damon. Give me an answer to your to the question. I think he was well inclined to go and stare it down and move on to the next thing. Right. That's fine. And, and I don't have an issue with him going either because I would like to think as a friend of someone, you, you should up. go. Yeah. If you're, uncon- if you're a friend, but you're unconditional. I'm coming, can- at, I'm coming at it from this. If this was if this was Tony Abbott, Peter Dutton, name someone from the other side of politics going to that wedding, what do you think would have happened from the reception of it, from everyone basically in, in, a, in a prominent media position? It would have been similar in that no, there was a have. fair bit of conservative It would have been backlash. this sums up everything that's wrong with this man. There was a bit or, of that. Or woman well, there was went, a bit of that, though, wasn't no, there? No, there wasn't. Oh, it's, it was a bit, oh, Elbow's going to the uh, wedding. Oh, he's going to be DJ. Ha, 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 ha. No, I didn't think it was ha, ha. I oh, thought it was ha, enough, ha, ha. I read enough columns. <laughs> I did. What, what happened? Did Vinnie really me ring you and say, mate, no. When, no. I just, I, look, hypocrisy this, this abounds, is, Hachi, and this I just. This is how it goes. Hey, uh, big brother, it's Vinnie me. Uh, oh, hello, mate. Hey, listen, what time are you record this channel this week? Tuesday morning, 7.30. You warn him up about Peter Dutton and what would have happened with Elbow. And you, you, yeah. you point out that. In fact, I haven't spoken to my brother for about three weeks and, and well, need him to tell me what to do. I just feel a little bit fed in this. And the fact that I, 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 I've, I've voted Labor as much as I've voted Liberal in the well, past you're 20 move years. move back to this whole agnostic routine, eh? What, just once have the conversation without being stupid. About I it. think 
he did the right thing. Upside v downside yeah. was probably 52-48 on it. Do you see it? what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying in it as well? I, I would have gone too if yeah. I was elbow and, I, and had a friendship. Where I disagree with you is I, th- I read and saw a number of conservative media from Sky News and the Reader oh, Panic. I don't, I don't even read Sky Whoever News. else. I don't even read Sky News. Well, there you go. Who, who were critical of it. And you can mount an argument that he shouldn't have gone for sure. But I, I think that... No, I'm not trying to mount that argument. I, I, think, I think you need to stay true to who your friends are as a person, don't you? I'd have, I'd, I'd have yeah. gone if I were him, if they were friends. Yeah. And there is an upside to it as well. Yep. Are we going to get to a passive aggressive? Can we get Mini Me on next week? Well, you, you've got his number. Didn't you, didn't you ring him over something a couple of years ago? No, I don't think I've ever spoken to Mini Me. All right, well, you, you can source his phone number. Jane's little brother. And, well, actually, those... Jane can do something for this show. Oh, Jane does a wonderful <laughs> job. For those who don't know Mini, well, Mini Me, Damo's a little brother who looks exactly like him. He looks. He wears the same suits, same glass. Looks exactly like Damo. He is. Trust the, me, Hutch. He's very different. He is me. the press advisor to Peter Dutton. So when you see Peter Dutton's gaffes, Damo's mini me not too far from the uh, fingerprints. When you see his good stuff too, to be fair, Damo's mini mini me. We'll get mini me on. I think there's an outcry of people why we haven't heard from mini me along the way. It does explain why a lot of your. Uh, ramblings exist over the day. No, it's just your default mechanism to go through in any conversation that, that I think lessens the quality of conversation we have, Hutchie, and some may say there's not coming from a high starting point to begin with. People are on fast forward by now anyway. We're 45 minutes in. Are we 45 in? to 2 speed, yep. Oh, gee, okay. Well, uh, that means we've had a rush show. Uh, it, we forget question of the week. Was there a question of the week? Let's do it. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Uh, ben Mignatoli on Facebook, with the sad news coming out today of the death of MasterChef Judge Jock Zonfrillo. If you're in charge of Channel 10, how would you handle it? They have already said that the show will not air this week like originally planned. But other than that, would you do anything else? Like, say, re-edit the entire new season that is about to launch, trying to eliminate as much footage as possible so that you can reduce the hurt to his family of seeing him on TV every night. Um, look, it's, it's, a, it's a question that even reading out Hutchie right now, yeah. less than 24 hours of, of knowledge of Jocks on Philo's death, is awkward to talk about. But ultimately, it's a question posed by one of our listeners. It's what Channel 10 would have dealt with yesterday, yeah. clearly, given the launch of MasterChef. And while, I mean, I was, I was, I was, I don't know Jock. I mean, I, I don't watch a lot of MasterChef. I know of him because I think he's outstanding. I was blown, I was shocked by what I read yesterday. Incredibly, yeah. incredibly sad. And you're right, it is very raw and soon to be talking about it. So we should start by expressing our thoughts and feelings to the family and to the kids and those survived. And he'd obviously spoken about his family yeah. in recent times. And that was daunting and harrowing to watch on the evening news last night. So our thoughts uh, with this horrible tragedy, if anyone um, is... Seeking help or advice, you can, of course, you can ring Lifeline uh, in, and they'll be there to help you. On the what next side of things, and to try to deal with this with as much sensitivity yeah. as we can. Uh, so the the but, but people at Channel Ten had to deal with this aspect of it yep. yesterday. To, to Ben's point, so there's no perfect path forward for Channel Ten. A, they'd be hurting and grieving at one of their much loved identities passing. B, they're a public company with public requirements and that franchise is a very important part of their world and and then they've really they can't do anything at the moment they've got to pause reflect and put time behind this 
I'm sure that none of their advertisers would want to be in the show if they had aired it anyway, uh, which they wouldn't have done because they're. Oh, you couldn't air they're, they're, it yeah. last night. No, and, and no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, in so I don't think we'll see it for some time. Will, there, will we see it? Well, there's only really, I think, three options. One, it never goes to air, which I don't think is probably the right end result. The other two are that it is edited, mm. which is not necessarily easy or ideal. Or, or probably even respectful for that matter. And then the last part is when and if people heal or start to heal, does the family uh, support at some stage uh, the last series as a means of reflection and tribute? And do, how do they feel? Yeah. I think if it were me I, and if you, you had the, the opportunity to do this, I'm not familiar with all the things in the background that are tied up in it, I would you know, wait a few months probably and then go and sit down with the family and say, how you feel we should collectively handle this? And if you are saying to us that it's uncomfortable, then we, we, we obviously we can't and won't. But if you think there's a world that you think would actually pay honour to, like you see a lot of, you know, music in, um, when musicians pass, you often see that their work, um, which when it emerges is quite celebratory and quite a yeah. tribute. And so that would be kind of, I think, what you would need to do if you were 10 putting yourself in that situation and and really ask the family their opinion. But they're in no position to do that now and nor no. are the family in any position to to mm. give a, um, a straight answer. And, yeah, so that's got to get kicked down the road really, doesn't it? What do you, what do you think? Is that oh, a bit the same, Hutchie. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's just dependent upon the family's reaction to it. And and even even then, there's a decision to be made beyond that point because of of – of a reaction of of everyone associated with with that show for starters, and then obviously the the viewer who may have a, a reaction too, knowing you know what has happened. But yeah, I, I think the order of events, is, as you explain them, is how it will unfold. And and again, who knows how it's going to look? But yeah, the the sadness attached to the whole situation is is something that's just yeah not going to allow any of what you've just discussed to happen quickly, as you as you said. Yeah, it's an incredibly sad um, situation, and I thought. In the circumstances, as as respectfully covered as it could have been on all the news last night. Yeah, I did. I did notice that when I was flicking around the the various other bulletins that uh, were non uh, Channel Ten out, outlets. Uh, that was the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.